the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, January the 20th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On January 20th, 1942, Nazis, the officials, they held the infamous Wannsee Conference. In that conference, they arrived at their, what we came to know it as their final solution that called for exterminating Europe's Jews. Today in 1265, England's first representative parliament met for the first time. Today in 1841, the island of Hong Kong was ceded by China to Great Britain. You probably remember that it returned to Chinese control in July of 1997. Today in 1936, Britain's King George V died after his physician injected him. He was mortally ill, they said. They injected him with morphine and cocaine to hasten his death. The king was succeeded by his eldest son, Edward VIII. Edward VIII abdicated the throne 11 months later to marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson. Today, in 1937, President Franklin D. Roosevelt became the first chief executive to be inaugurated on January 20 instead of March 4. Today, in 1961, John F. Kennedy was inaugurated as the 35th president of the United States. Today, in 1981, Iran released 52 Americans it had held hostage for 444 days. That came minutes after Ronald Reagan became president of the United States. Jimmy Carter went back to Georgia. Today in 2009, Barack Obama was sworn in as the nation's 44th, as well as the president, as well as the first African-American president. Today in 2020, Chinese communist government confirmed that, yes, there had been some human-to-human transmission of the new coronavirus, They said two people caught the virus from family members and that some health workers had tested positive. They again reiterated that it was coming from the meat market in Wuhan. We now know that was a lie. Five years ago today, Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of the United States. He pledged emphatically to empower America's, quote, forgotten men and women. And finally, one year ago today, Joe Biden, a man who had spent his entire life, by his own testimony, his entire life, trying to become president of the United States, Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. He declared to America and the world, democracy has prevailed. Those were his words. President Biden's first year in office, however, will probably be forever remembered as the worst first year of any presidency in the history of our nation. There are a number of historians who are saying that today, this morning. 
and they aren't all conservative, and they aren't all Republican. In a year of unprecedented, self-inflicted disasters, President Biden has truly outdone himself in systemic failures, of course at the expense of the American people and our nation. America now has soaring crime, a devastating border crisis that is almost It's almost impossible to describe what's happening on our border today, yet the press doesn't touch it, and Biden doesn't talk about it. Kamala Harris is in charge of it, but she doesn't go down there. She has no clue what's going on, really. There's a tragic fentanyl drug epidemic, not to mention the unbelievable, some are calling it the unforgivable, withdrawal from Afghanistan with Americans still there after we promised that we would get them out. We didn't do it. They're still there, if they're still living. Anti-American mandates, fumbled messaging on COVID-19. It can't get worse. And this isn't just me that believes this or people like me. Now, in 365 days, Joseph Biden, the man who sought the presidency his entire adult life, those are his words, he finally got it by hook or by crook. He got the presidency, and now there's just barely above 30% of Americans who believe he's doing a good job. His favorability ratings are about as low as any president in the history of America, and certainly in more modern history. I say this not to ridicule, but I say it out of profound concern for our country. Profound concern. President Joe Biden questioned the legitimacy of the 2022 midterm elections already because he knows what's coming. After repeatedly lecturing former President Donald Trump and Republicans and conservatives and who knows whomever for casting doubts on the 2020 presidential election. We saw the severe reactions and actions taken against people who did. Remember the MyPillow guy? They've almost put him out of business because he said there was, it was rigged. There was some, there was stuff going on. Rudy Giuliani took a stand. They've destroyed his legacy and reputation pretty much. Anybody who said there was anything wrong with the legitimacy of the last election where Joe Biden was elected have been punished, shunned, pushed aside, whatever. And yet now, in advance of the upcoming 2022 midterm elections, the President of the United States during a press conference, first one in months and months and months that he's held, in a press conference at the White House, Biden said yesterday he was asked by a reporter if he believed the upcoming elections would be fair and legitimate. And the president, Biden, replied, he said, it, quote, all depends on whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. The very thing that they have castigated Trump and anybody that would even suggest out loud that maybe there was something wrong with the last election have been punished, not unlike 
communism. Biden recalled that Americans had the highest voter turnout during the 2020 election, even though it was held in the middle of the pandemic. They hardly know where all those votes came from. He raised concerns, though, that the Republicans were making it more difficult for minorities to vote, calling into question the results of all the future elections. He said, quote, the president yesterday, no matter how hard they make it for minorities to vote, I think you're going to, we're going to see them willing to stand in line and defy the attempt to keep them from being able to vote. This while New York is saying that up to a million illegals are going to be given ballots in New York. Not for the federal election, but in New York. While they are pushing this nation over the edge of what they call democracy, they are complaining that the, the, the conservatives are going to steal the next election months in advance because they know how badly they have performed. The president conceded to the press that it would be hard to motivate Democrats to get out and vote in the next election. Yeah, they, they're in denial and depression. Anybody who's bought into the progressive agenda is now wondering what in the world's going on. Or they figured it out, and they probably won't even vote. Even Joe Biden has figured that out. When asked to clarify his comment, Biden said he was concerned about the 2022. He said, oh, yeah. I think it could easily be illegitimate. He said this upcoming election in 2022, this year, he said, quote, I'm quoting him now, not paraphrasing. He said the increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is in proportion to not being able to get my reforms passed. He has repeatedly denounced Trump, and he did not get those reforms passed. He's repeatedly denounced Trump over and over, More most recently in Georgia the other day, and Republicans for questioning the results of the 2020 presidential election. He said, and I quote, he said, they tried to place a dagger at the throat of democracy by questioning the legitimacy of the last election. Then he said this, President Joe Biden, he said it's no longer about who gets to vote. It's about making it harder to vote. He was angry. It was supposed to be an angry speech in Georgia, and he, he did his best to be angry. He probably was. <clears throat> he had a hard time communicating, as he does, but he probably was angry. But at least they had told him. His handlers had told him. He, he even admitted that. They told him to be angry. So he said, I'm angry. And he said, quote, it's about who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. It's not hyperbole. This is a fact. <clears throat> well, when he said that, it caught my attention. I got to be honest with you. I, I have, have a memory that's still pretty active. And I remembered that it has been said that it was another Joe, Joseph Stalin, who actually said that. I also remembered, and I know there's some really well-informed people that listen to this program, because I hear from you, and you are, you're well-informed, a lot of you are. <clears throat> I know that some of you know that there has been a great movement on the part of the media in general to um, 
to prove to the public that Stalin, Joseph Stalin, never said that. USA Today has done a lot of writing on that, and a bunch of others have. Vanderbilt University did a whole study on it. They said, nope, nope, people, you know, the far right run around quoting Stalin, saying he said that, and he didn't. However, I'm not suggesting that we're more informed than Vanderbilt University and all those guys, but in a book that was published in English in 2002, it's called The Memoirs of Stalin's Former Secretary. It was written by Boris Bashanov, published, as I said, in English in 2002. It was translated from Russia. And in the book, the secretary... The secretary quotes Stalin in references to voting. And here's what he wrote down, his secretary, when he said it. He was talking about, he was talking to the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, and he said this, quote, I consider it completely unimportant who in the party will vote or how. But what is extraordinarily important is this. Who will count the votes and how? Joe Biden was quoting him in regard to conservatives. We live in a very confused time. It can be very, very um, upsetting. I hear from a lot of you and you tell me when you write notes, you tell me, you know, how frustrated you get with what's going on in the world. Some people say, I just have to get away from it and so on. I understand all that, but I, I, that isn't really God's plan for his people to get away from it. It's that we understand that we be informed. People, people are destroyed. God's people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. And that's a broader statement, but it would apply to this as well. That's why the psalmist wrote it in Psalm 119, verse 105. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When it seems like everything is confused and there is no truth and there is no light in our world today, in our culture, we live in a very screwed up time. I mean, it's awful. We have lie upon lie upon lie and this whole thing about voting. I mean, it's just after a year of just condemning and castigating anybody who would even suggest that the election of Joseph Biden was in any way tampered with. Careers have been destroyed. Companies have been destroyed. They're trying to destroy Donald Trump personally over that very issue. Rudy Giuliani, as I mentioned, and others, a whole list of people, you know them, as they try to destroy anyone who even suggested such a thing. Now we have our president quoting Stalin and saying it's not how the people vote, it's who gets to count the votes. And we have a press that's denying that Stalin ever said that when his secretary said, yeah, he did, he wrote it down. That's the kind of a world we live in. It's very confusing, and it can be very distracting. No wonder... There are so many emotional issues that are facing us today in our culture. Domestic violence, suicide, all of these things are, are, are spiky. But one thing is certain, that in the darkness and the confusion of our world, 
Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In Proverbs uh, chapter 6, verse 22 and 23, this whole idea of God's word being a, a lamp to light the way for us so we can find our way in this darkness and confusion. In that same um, thought pattern, in Proverbs chapter 6, the Bible says, When thou goest, it, speaking of the word of the Lord, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. That's why the psalmist would say, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Today, the only thing we have to hold on to, to give any sense about what's going on in our lives today and in our culture and in our our world, as we speak today, there are people, they did not meet physically in Davos, uh, Switzerland today on this this World Economic Forum, but they're having it's virtual, and all the big guys, the rich guys, Bezos and all these guys, Microsoft guys, Bill Gates and all of them, they're they are 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 charting a course for the world to create a one world, a global economic system because it will be more equitable for the people of the world. They of course will be in charge. And they're, they're, they do this every year. They're doing it, as I said, virtually this year because of COVID. They don't want to die before they get us all globalized. But while this is going on, we have people in office who are undermining the constitution of the greatest nation that has ever been birthed on this on this world. I mean, really, as far as freedom and virtue and values and principles, because we are the only nation in the history of the world that was founded upon principles and values and virtues. And those were taken from the Bible, which is the lamp unto my feet, the light unto my way. No other nation, other nations have been formed by ancient boundaries or bloodlines, but America was founded on a truth, on a belief in the fact that the Bible is the word of God. And from that, we've drawn our laws, Blackstone and others codified laws that were were woven into the fabric of this nation and influenced our constitution, even our declaration of independence. Now here we are, we're so confused that we just say things and we expect people to believe them. We claim there is no illegitimacy in our voting. Until then, we see that we're only getting a 30%, barely over 30% favorability rating in our polling, and we go, oh, well, they're going to be illegitimate because they see the handwriting on the wall. America's not going to reelect these people if things continue as they are. So all of a sudden, truth changes. It's not what it was, it's what it is. That's why progressives, people that are ungodly, even if they claim to be religious, people who do not walk with the Lord, people who do not believe that when thou goest, God's word shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, God's word shall keep thee. When thou awakest, God's word 
will talk with you. They don't believe that. They claim to, some of them, but they don't because they don't act out any part of that truth in their lives. And their lives are on display because they are powerful people in powerful offices in the most powerful nation in history on the face of the earth. So that's where we are today, and it's so hard to make sense of all of this, but we try to look at it each day from a biblical perspective and a biblical point of view. And corruption is a great part of what we are seeing in our world, in our nation, unfortunately, today. The Biden family, as we know, have been enormously involved with millions of dollars flowing to them through Hunter Biden. It's well known. I'm not just making accusations. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that because I I would be, it would be consequential for me, I will tell you. But I'm not doing that. I'm just saying it, it, there's overwhelming evidence. His laptop is enough to convict anyone if he wasn't part of the Biden family. We live in such a world today, but I will tell you, God is faithful, and God will be with us through this very difficult time. I don't believe some are saying, you know, basically it's over for America. I understand why somebody would say that, but I I don't necessarily believe that. I don't believe we have some eternal place that we are some, some, as some believe, a replacement to Israel and all that kind of thing. I don't believe that. But I do believe that God has blessed America for his purposes. And I believe that there is a remnant, a large group of people in America who hold to the Bible and hold to the truth, the simple truth of God's word. I'm one of them, and many of you are as well. But I believe there are millions of us who still hold to God's truth. And I believe God is not through with us yet. The time will come when there are no more sovereign nations and we'll live in a whole different era, but this isn't that yet. I believe it's coming soon, but at the moment as we speak, we're not there yet. And I believe God will use the goodness that's found in America, in the hearts of people who truly love him, and love his word. But yes, we do live in a very corrupt, very dishonest, a very confused time. But thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want to thank you for helping us and allowing us, meaning myself, to turn on this microphone every day and talk about what we talk about. There is resistance to it, of course, but I would I would just say thank you. I know that you have sensed my heart. We don't proclaim to know the most or be the best, but we proclaim to be deeply committed to this. I feel that God has put it in my heart to do this. And you, these, this is very difficult times for nonprofits and ministry organizations. They're struggling. And you have helped us and you have stood with us and you continue to. And that is absolutely essential and important. And I cannot find the words to tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you. We need your help. We need your support. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for standing with us. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 
9809. You can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, and there's a tab there you can donate online. And many of you are doing that. In fact, more and more are doing that. But put a check in the mail. Go to our website. But thank you for standing with us. We need your help. I wrote an article today, and I knew I wouldn't have a lot of time to get into it. There's a lot of detail in it, and I want to make you aware of it. You you can go to it on our website. If you go there today, that's the first thing you'll see when you sign on to faithandandfreedom.us. It talks about being sold out by our public servants, and there is uh, there's a whole story there, and it's based. Uh, I wrote an article. We write one every day, and it's it's widely read. Um, and it, it was uh, it's my comments are based on a number of sources, but one of which is the um, about about the stock trading and all that's going on in Congress by people, particularly Mr. and Mrs. Pelosi, uh, Nancy and her husband. They are enriching themselves unbelievably by being on the inside of. I mean, they're the ones that are that are supposed to be giving oversight to these big companies, particularly the the media companies, the big tech companies, and yet they are making masses of money. And Betsy McCaughey, she's the former lieutenant governor of New York. She's done an in-depth story about that and done a ton of research. And then I quote a lot of others, New York Post and a whole bunch of other people that have done a lot of research as well on it. And I'm simply putting it out there, what Dr. Fauci makes, and and, uh, he makes a lot of money off the government. I understand he's not elected, and I I get into that in this article a little bit. He's not elected, but, uh, man, he makes a lot. I mean, he's he's cashing in. And so are these other guys, so much so that Ted Cruz and several others now, and there's one Democrat guy that's, they're they're trying to get some legislation on the table and, and get it approved and in place that will greatly restrict these so-called public servants from this, I don't want to call it insider trading because that's a legal term and I'm not saying they're doing that, but they are trading with a great amount of knowledge and even more concerning, a great amount of influence on the people they're supposed to be over giving oversight to, their own, they own stock in it, so they know in advance what kinds of deals are going to be made that will affect favorably or unfavorably these big tech, Amazon, um, uh, Microsoft, you know, all you, you know, the, the four or five of them, that, that's who most of the Democrats are involved in. But only 14 percent of the Republicans are trading in those stocks. These guys that are public servants who go to Washington, D.C. to represent us, of course. But all of them are gaining great wealth while they supposedly serve the people. It's just something you should be aware of. And like I said, I knew I wouldn't get in, have time to get into that a lot today, but there's a lot in that. So I, I would encourage you to read it. Take it, take a look at it. Wall Street Journal, uh, I quote them, they've done, I mean, this isn't just one person that's concerned about this. There are a lot of people. Uh, as I said, McCaughey, the former lieutenant governor of New York, she says Congress needs to clean up this spreading corruption, starting with its own corruption. And she, as I said, she puts a very strong case forward. So we quote her a great deal. And again, Dr. Fauci, we got his financials laid out so you'll know kind of what he's up to. It's not just getting shots in the arms of people. It's a lot more than that. 
both he and his wife. They're making a ton of money. Thank you for being with me today. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.